0: WCNC Charlotte. This is Flashpoint. Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. This week we are shifting our focus away from Charlotte, away from state lawmakers in Raleigh, and instead we're focusing on two local towns absolutely booming in growth. In just a few minutes we'll hear from a leader in Gastonia about the millions of dollars coming to that area to improve everything from roads to sidewalks. But first, joining us now, Concord Mayor Bill Dush. Mayor, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it.
1: Well, hello, how are you today?
0: Fantastic. All right, so Concord, considered one of the fastest-growing cities in North Carolina, uh, what do you see as sort of the secret to your city's success?
1: Well, I think sort of go back a few years as, as our town changed. Uh, we were a textile community for many years, for 100 years, and that went away, and Philip Morris went away, and some of our banks. A lot of change occurred in the last 20 years. Uh, we had to reinvent ourselves. And what we decided to do was to work hard to 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 develop our economic base again. Uh, along with that came the the land that Philip Mars used to live, used to stay on. Uh, that has 2,100 acres of industrial land. And working with the owner, over the last uh, six or seven years, we've been we're working on getting new business coming in town. With that, we have gotten close to. Uh, Almost three billion dollars, two and a half billion dollars worth of new business coming in, including Red Bull, Raul, uh Ball Aluminum. Next door to that is is Golden Home, and I really we're really excited about Eli Lilly starting their new plant here. Uh, with that, we'll bring in over two two thousand new jobs, uh, all high-paying jobs. These are much. This is much uh, much more than our county average, so we're really thrilled about that along with that came uh development downtown we had 10 major projects going on downtown adding um <laughs> say 10 years ago we had about uh two people living downtown in the downtown business area uh today with the renovation of our old hotel our loft 29 uh, we have three new novi apartments going in that we that are under construction now with 304 more units WE HAVE ANOTHER ONE COMING IN, DEALING uh, RIGHT right, right IN THE STREET FROM IT WITH ANOTHER 200. Uh, l- LOTS OF THINGS. TEN MAJOR PROJECTS DOWNTOWN THAT WE'VE BEEN WORKING ON. Uh, AND WE'VE STARTED A NEW STREETSCAPE DOWNTOWN ALSO. That, THAT'LL that COMPLETELY CHANGE THE, the uh, IMAGE OF OUR DOWNTOWN AREA.
0: SO YOU, br- you BRING UP PHILIP MORRIS, AND, I, and I'M STRUCK BY I remember back, I think it was 2007 when the news broke that it would be shuttering. I remember a, a young reporter at the time. I remember going out there outside the plant and trying to flag down some, some workers and, and how it was an um, uh, uneasy time for a lot of people. And, and now, as you just pointed out, uh, with, with Red Bull, uh, Eli Lilly, uh, NASCAR offices, um, wh- what are you doing to, to help lure some of these companies? I mean, tax incentives, you know, part of it. But, but, but what, what else?
1: well it is i mean it's, it's a concerted effort between ourselves the county and the state uh to bring these in this is this is a a, a real imp- almost a dance to get to get this happen in the case of lily they were looking at operations all places all over the world to put this plant and we were just excited they they came to us because of you know our location in charlotte the transportation hub there the access to the interstates uh, the workforce, all that together, it makes this just such a great place to live, work, and play.
0: It it strikes me that with more than a hundred thousand people, I believe now, uh, Concord has long ago gone from just a suburb of Charlotte to where you are really just your own destination in and of itself.
1: Well, that's that's where we're heading. You know, back before when 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 we were a cotton community, uh, it was Charlotte, and then it was us. We were not really considered a a a bedroom community and then when all the changes occur we 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 like charlotte we 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 understand the reason we're doing so well is because of charlotte but we want to have our own identity and that's when we really started working on this
0: one thing we talk about often on this show but also just in charlotte specifically is affordable housing Mm and 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 how difficult it is and To find and what a difficult solution it is to find as well. From a government body uh, like yourself, uh, trying to find a way to have meaningful change and make housing, which is an essential thing for people, how to make it more affordable, is that a problem from your vantage point for the folks Mm -hmm. in
1: Concord? Well, it's always a problem, but it's also a challenge that we're trying that we're addressing uh, very firmly. Uh, We set up a, a 501c3 called We Build Concord and we're taking one penny of our taxes each year putting into that that's about 1.4 1.44 million dollars and along with that with some ARPA's fund ops fund we are really uh putting an effort to 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 help attack that problem we also work with other organizations in town we work with habitat we work with ccm uh we're trying we're we're actually next week uh we are doing a groundbreaking for uh a new pro project in Logan Community for twenty-four new units, uh, we have probably have fifty units planned in the next uh, in, in the next next year.
0: Uh, what would you say is the biggest challenge facing your community right now?
1: Well, the biggest challenge is is just like everybody. Um, we have with our growth comes demands uh, demands su- such as. For our, our, for our roads and our, our infrastructure like that. So we're working hard with DOT to, to help uh, re- relieve some, some of that, that strain that comes from that. Also, we, <laughs> we are still at the grounds of Concord. There's still a lot of opportunity there, and we're working hard on making sure that we tap any uh, opportunities we have.
0: Um, we are entering the last few weeks uh, of this year. As we approach 2023, what's the one thing you would like to see your city accomplish?
1: Well, I think one thing else I wanna to toss in there dealing with that is that uh, we just passed a $60 million parks and recreation bond. Uh, that's our first bond that we've done like that since, since, since the eighties. And with that, uh, we have um, nine park projects which includes four new parks and five uh major improvements to existing parks along with eight more miles of greenway going in uh that is that that'll take we, we now have 16 miles of greenway It'll bring us up to 24 miles uh, the four new parks our western part of town towards charlotte is not represented well with parks and this will fix that for us
0: i mean parks are, are so important uh to, to cities um no matter where you are people want that green space um uh, about where they are, um, you, you've served the city now for, for decades, and, and you hear people often t- talk about the the good old times and, and how things were better at one point. But what do you think is the best thing about what's changed there?
1: I just think that 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 we're trying to, trying to continue to grow in a very uh, orderly manner, and trying to l- listen to what the citizens are saying uh, and respond to it with our plans to get to what their needs are when we actually did the the uh the bond package we did a study with all of our, our citizens and we had thousands of, of responses at things that needed to be done and it came out to 180 million dollars worth of uh, projects so that's why we decided to take a bite of it with doing a 60 million dollar right, bonds which passed on a two-to-one basis So we were very pleased with that
0: mayor bill dush uh, Mayor, it's nice to get some perspective outside of uh, the city of Charlotte and outside of Mecklenburg
1: County. We appreciate you coming on. Well, one thing else I'll toss in there is that um, we are now the uh, 10th largest city in North Carolina, and uh, we're sort of pr- pr- proud of that, um, having that, that uh, position now.
0: As well as you should be. As well as you should be. Hard fought, for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, all uh, of, as all of us. As you alluded to, for sure. All right, Mayor, thanks for coming on. We do appreciate it. All right, have a good day. All right, take care. Thanks. More Flashpoint after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. Today we are taking you outside the 485 loop to look at issues facing communities outside of Charlotte. You heard from the mayor of Concord, but now we head west to Gastonia. Joining us now is the mayor pro tem of Gastonia, Dave Curlin. Dave, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it.
2: i appreciate being here i I love to talk about gastonia anytime
0: well you have um a growing thriving community you also have a a thriving business there as well What, what is your priority going into the new year well
2: to try to
0: manage
2: this growth in a very prudent fashion uh we are exploding right now. And as a result, we've got multiple projects, both residential and commercial, coming forward through the planning process and, and working forward to boots on the ground. And, uh, you know, it, it's fast and furious. And thankfully, we have not experienced the growth that Charlotte had. So we've had time to prepare.
0: T- time to prepare that's a good that is a good thing that gives you a little bit more leeway um and, and running room to get things uh, sort of settled for for you all i know voters approved a, a 75 million million dollar investment in public transportation infrastructure how much a, a, of a, a taxing situation on, on the infrastructure there in gastonia is this uh, as you say explosive growth
2: well you know we've been again fortunate we've been kind of the 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 kind of the slow, lazy partner to Charlotte for years. I mean, we've always been the second largest county surrounding Charlotte uh, for, for seemingly ever. And, uh, and because of that, there's been certain impediments to growth, like for instance, we've got a river between us and Charlotte. We only have so many river crossings, meaning our bridges. Uh, so that has kept us from growing as fast, as well as 13 incorporated mun- municipalities. So it hasn't been easy for developers to come in and find large swaths of land to develop. But um, as those other areas around Charlotte have grown, uh, developers are now looking west. And in doing so now, we've had a chance to uh, improve our UDO so that our planning processes are ready to go. And our traffic is now increasing, but this, this $75 million bond referendum which we just passed with a 68% approval of our voters, is critical to helping us to adapt to and prepare for this growth. So we're, we're really excited that the voters were on board with this, and we've got this $75 million that we need to implement over the next uh, approximately seven to 10 years. But because with so many of these uh, projects, you know, citizens come out and complain about roads, uh, this lets us address those issues.
0: Speaking of transportation, I, I want to get you on the record for this because we talk about on this show quite often transit um, vis-a-vis the city of Charlotte, um, and we have Charlotte city leaders come on and talk about this, this stuff and talk about light rail, the Silver Line. Then we have state lawmakers come in and chime in on the topic as well. Um, but and everybody says, oh, it's going to take a regional approach. It's going to take a regional approach to, to solve some of these issues. Um, from your vantage point, they're in Gastonia um what is the buy-in when it comes to say something like a silver line that would say go into parts of gaston county
2: well you know currently plans are looking at bringing this into at least the belmont area which we we don't think is adequate because the center of growth and the county seat is is gastonia so we're hoping, as time goes on, we can improve that planning process to bring that forward all the way to Gastonia. And of course, it's going to take uh, you know buy-in of our citizens. You know, this is not cheap, and uh, it's going to you know it's going to require our citizens of the entire county to uh, support and get behind this because without those dollars, it, it just can't happen.
0: And have the the folks here in Charlotte been in communication with you guys on a regular basis about trying to get more regional buy-in? Oh, absolutely.
2: Our our mayor uh, sits at the table with uh, uh, the metropolitan planning groups that are working with this. Uh, I have not been directly involved, but we are involved with every uh, conversation that is ongoing for any westward movement of uh, transit
0: as we approach the new year, what do you see as 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 your all's biggest challenge as, as a city? Well, you know, actually.
2: I think it is really uh, to continue to tell the story uh, that this is a great community in which to work, live and play and for us to handle the growth as it's coming forward. But fortunately, uh, again, we have a great planning department and we've now um, partnered with Gaston County for our buildings inspections processes so hopefully they are streamlined and and those builders and developers that want to come in are going to find a process that's easy to work with with local governmental entities in order to get these jobs done. But we want to continue to um, improve that process and of course then we've got you know, local issues that all communities are faced with. Certainly, homelessness is one of these. Affordable housing is another one of these. And and these are also top priorities for us.
0: Yeah, we talk about affordable housing a lot here. If somebody wants affordable housing in Gastonia, can they find it?
2: It's very difficult. Uh, we are, you know, we're continuing to encourage the development of affordable housing but we know there aren't a lot of developers that are going out of their way to do that. Uh, we have projects, uh, you know, in the process of being built right now, but there's never enough.
0: Never enough. And, and what about attracting uh, more businesses and and more companies there to Gastonia? Uh, going into the new year, uh, what are you most excited about?
2: Oh my gosh, where do we begin? You know, we, we build our, our uh, you know, our Paramount health park which is a a, a multi-sport stadium and uh, we've had two seasons with the honey hunters which are a a professional baseball team that are in there now and that has been a true uh, catalyst for growth in the downtown area Uh, so with that we brought in several businesses now some of those businesses are are barely just getting started like dirty bull brewing is uh, around the park um there's an old coca-cola bottling building that is in the process of being you know developed for multi-use uh mixed use there's a save lot grocery store that's right adjacent to the ballpark that uh Atlantic's development out of charlotte is looking at creating a, a food hall the old ymca which is just south of the ballpark uh is a six plus acre site in which Uh, Highline Partners, which is out of Charlotte, uh, they're developing a 232 uh, market rate apartment building project with uh, commercial space uh, associated with that. Waterbean Coffee is coming in a couple doors down from there with a 3,000 square foot plus uh, coffee shop, which will be state-of-the-art, and they say will be probably their eventual flagship, you know, better than anything they've built so far. So the uh, the excitement is certainly growing in the downtown area, and uh, it's spilling out into the, the local neighborhoods around there. Real estate is just absolutely exploding.
0: Lots of reasons to be excited. and We can hear uh, the enthusiasm in your voice as well. All right. Uh, Mayor Pro Tem, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Have a great Sunday and enjoy the rest of
0: your day. That's right. Come back anytime. All right. More flashpoint right. after this. Welcome back to Flashpoint. We are seeing new complaints of voter intimidation here in North Carolina. These claims include things like somebody throwing an election judges cell phone and calling them a derogatory name to another following an early voting worker home. The North Carolina State Board of Election received about 20 reports of potential intimidation. One complaint of possible voter interference during the most recent election, including a handful around here. Nate Morbido discovered some of those cases could result in criminal charges.
3: Let's start by putting this in perspective. More than 3.7 million voters cast ballots at polling places across North Carolina, and very few actually resulted in any problems. But election officials tell us just one instance of intimidation is one too many quick and uneventful. We're pretty easy. That's how most voters can describe their experience at the polls. But the 2022 election didn't come and go without some problems. Public records detail allegations of yelling and harassment, taking pictures of election helpers and their license plates. And in two cases, even tailing workers as they left. One all the way to their neighborhood.
2: None of this is OK. Uh, we want civility. We want people to be able to cast their ballot without fear of intimidation or interference.
3: The North Carolina State Board of Elections received 21 reports in all from counties across the state, five of those on election day alone. The rest scattered throughout early voting. The 21 cases described as a higher prevalence than in past elections, although the agency didn't previously track these kind of incidents. One incident out of Mecklenburg County, the election director later chalked up to a misunderstanding.
1: They were just uh, milling around, uh, you know, talking to my early voting workers as they were bringing in all their equipment that night. I, I, it Turns out I don't think it's intimidation as they didn't know what was going on.
3: But they took uh, pictures of license plates.
1: Yeah, well,
3: it's a great idea. Doesn't bother you? No. The state is in the midst of investigating a separate case of potential election worker intimidation that occurred at the Salisbury Civic Center voting site on Election Day, where someone reportedly called the chief judge a derogatory term, grabbed and threw her cell phone, and then took pictures of another election official's car, taunted, and threatened her. The state board says it takes all of these allegations very seriously and could escalate some of them if warranted by evidence.
2: Those could be raised to DOJ as civil rights violations, um, but we are not the prosecutors. We will turn that over to DOJ, or potentially it could be a situation that would be turned over to a district attorney.
3: The Department of Justice also assigned poll monitors to keep tabs on voting sites. They asked how my voting experience was. The attorneys visited dozens of locations on election day, documenting potential problems and ensuring voters' civil rights Remained intact. We wanted to know how many problems those poll monitors flagged and how many complaints the Department of Justice received locally. But a spokesperson told us DOJ doesn't comment on the results of its monitoring efforts. Nate Morabito, WCNC Charlotte.
0: More flashpoint after this. All right, folks, come interact with us on social media. Let us know what you think about today's show. We took things outside of Charlotte. That was something fun and different. And if there's something else you want us to cover on Flashpoint, let us know that as well. And, of course, always remember to subscribe to our podcast. You can find it wherever you get yours. And we'll see you back here next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving.